Hello, people of Earth and people of Facebook and podcast listeners. Happy Ash Wednesday and welcome to today's at-home midday movie madness. As always, I'd like to thank all the frontline and first responders and essential workers out there. Thank you for your service. Cassie Laughlin of Hyannis, Massachusetts, wants to wish her mother, Lisa Talley of Greensboro, North Carolina, a very happy birthday today. Lisa's birthday buddies include Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Bonnie Wright, a.k.a. Ginny Weasley in the Harry Potter films, Harry Potter, who just got engaged today, Ed Sheeran, Michael Bay, football player Jim Brown, and Jim and Michael Jordan. Today is also the film debuts for the original Footloose, which is 37, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, 32, the Brady Bunch movie and Heavyweights, both 26, Date Movie, 15 years old, This Means War and The Secret World of Ariadne, both nine. Today also marks 11 years since this show moved from Thursdays to Wednesdays. Tomorrow, Jody Tulloch, Emma Smith, Rob Leader, Bill Salibi, Dr. Dre, Cindy Portier, John Travolta, Vanna White, The Late John Hughes, Molly Ringwald, Matt Dillon, I'll have birthdays on Thursday. Jeff Phillips, Amy Carroll, Rihanna, Kurt Cobain, Trevor Noah, Miles Teller have birthdays on February 20th. Congratulations are in order for Sarah Morse, whose birthday happens to be this Sunday. My mistake, this Saturday. She got an early birthday present belated Valentine's Day gift on February 15th, which also happened to be my brother Charlie's birthday and Finn Yates' birthday. The arrival of her first child, Levi Morse Anglin. Aww. Yabba-dabba-doo for our favorite Stone Age family. Uh, sorry, Fred Wilman Pebbles. I don't mean you. After hovering around in the box office top five since the dawn of time, well, technically Thanksgiving, Universal and DreamWorks' prehistoric set sequel, The Croods, A New Age, returned to the top for the first time since December 11th in its 12th week out. The animated film wheeled its way to the top with 2.7 million stateside, over a dull movie-going President's Day weekend, edging out Warner Brothers' critically acclaimed newbie Judas and the Black Messiah, bringing its North American total to 48.9 million woolly mammoth bones. Overseas, it made 102.5 million bones for a global impressive tally of $151.4 million. The films, which has been available on premium on video on demand for two months and arrives on DVDs next week. Persistent in theaters has made it one of the few COVID-era box office successes. In a near photo finish, Warner Brothers drama Judas and the Black Messiah starring Daniel Kaluuya, which also debuted on HBO Max, had to settle for runner-up with precisely $2.4 million for the holiday frame. The powerful award senior contender, which has already nabbed knobs for Kalulua from the SAG Awards and Golden Globes, should stay around for a bit thanks to its cinema score A grade and Rotten Tomatoes' pretty juicy 96% fresh rating. Third place went to former box office champ The Little Things. The crime thriller made just short of $1 million. The Crudes of New Age was, unfortunately, Cloris Leachman's last 
and last voice acting role. The Golden Globes happen to be on the 20th of this month. Variety.com just announced a wave of presenters. Aquafina, Cynthia Rivo, Joaquin Phoenix, Renee Zellweger, and the Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar duo of Kristen Wiig and Annie Momolo will serve as presenters for the 76th Golden Globe Awards, Variety has learned. Many of those actors have a history of recognition from the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Last year, Phoenix won Best Actor in a Motion Picture Drama for Joker, and Zellweger took home the award for Best Actress in a Motion Picture Drama for her performance in Judy. Aquafina also won a Golden Globe last year for Best Actress in a Motion Picture Musical Comedy for her role in The Farewell. Arrivo was nominated last year for Best Actress in a Motion Picture Drama for Harriet, and Wig previously earned a nod for Best Actress in a Motion Picture Musical Comedy for 2011's Bridesmaids. Now, while Daniel Kalulula must, might be in the award season frontrunner, his next film will reunite him with Jordan Peele, the director who held his 2017 Best Picture-nominated Breakout film, uh, Get Out. The HollywoodReporter.com report announced yesterday that Peele's next directorial project, out July 22nd, 2022, will be top-lined with recording actor-star Kiki Palmer and Kalua. Other than that, nothing is known about the next horror film from Jordan Peele. Speaking of the Golden Globe nominee, just a year after Get Out opened, he was part of Oscar history again as a supporting player alongside the late Chadwick Boseman, whose earning awards was for his final film, Netflix's Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Michael V. Jordan, Leah White, Martin Freeman, Denai Guria, Angela Bassett, Forrest Whitaker, Lupita Nyong'o, and Danny Serkis, another Best Picture nominee, February 18, 2018's Black Panther, the very first superhero to receive the Best Picture nomination, and the very first Marvel Cinematic Universe MCU film to win an Oscar. The 18th MCU film, which rocketed Bozeman, who played T'Challa when we first played in 2006's Captain America Civil War, was directed by and covered by Ryan Cougar, and it had enormous cultural impact. According to its Wikipedia page, the film grossed over $1.3 billion worldwide and broke numerous box office records, including the highest-grossing film by a black director. It became the ninth... It became the ninth highest-grossing film of all time, the third highest-grossing film in the United States and Canada, and the second highest-grossing film of 2018. The film received numerous awards and nominations, with seven nominations at the 91st Academy Awards, including Best Picture, with wins for Best Costume Design, Best Original Score, and Best Production Design. A sequel with Cougar returning to write and direct is scheduled for July 2022, while a television series set in Wakanda for Disney Plus is also in development. I have some sad news, talk radio fans. Rush Limbaugh's voice has been forever silenced. 
abcnews.go.com reported a few hours ago, Rush Limbaugh, a colossal figure whose unflinching brashness helped shape American conservative politics and media, while his history of derogatory comments about marginalized communities turned him into one of the country's most polarizing names, has died. He was 70. He announced in early February 2020 that he was fighting advanced lung cancer. His diagnosis was met with well wishes from many prominent Republican figures and appeared to prompt then-President Donald Trump to present him with the Presidential Medal of Freedom at the 2020 State of the Union Address on Feb 4th, a day after he revealed his diagnosis on air. Sad. But life must go on. And Hollywood is having a huge baby boom. Like I mentioned on Monday's news, Meghan, Duchess of Sussex, and Prince Harry's family is growing. They are having another baby, making their nearly two-year-old son, Archie, a big brother. Meghan Trainer and her hubby, Daryl Sabara, became parents on February 8th with the arrival of their son, Riley, and married soccer stars, Ali Krieger, and Ashlyn Harris welcomed adopted Dr. Sloan Phillips into their lives on February 12th. But the baby news didn't stop there. Yesterday, eOnline.com revealed the news that Kit Kittredge and Kit Harrington and Rose Leslie became parents to a baby boy. The actors have told the news that the longtime couple is very, very happy about the birth of their son. The former Game of Thrones co-stars who wed in 2018 after more than four years together announced they were pregnant with their first child last September. Rose, Ra- Rose, 34, raved at the time, I'm thrilled to be expecting, and I can't wait to meet the new m- member of our family. The stork also dropped off a gift to one-armed shark attack survivor, Bethany Hamilton. The website reported yesterday that the surfer welcomed her third son with her husband, Adam Dirks, on Valentine's Day, Feb 14th. Adam announced the arrival of little Micah on Bethany's website, saying, We're excited babies here. The perfect Valentine's Day present. The Christian youth minister shared, Mama is happy and healthy. We are just so grateful that everything went really smooth. He called it an amazing blessing, writing, We are humbled and thankful that we get another opportunity to raise a son in his faith. Hopefully we can be good examples and love him. Cruella de Vil, Cruella de Vil, if she doesn't scare you, no evil thing will. The very first trailer for the highly anticipated 101 Dalmatian spinoff prequel, Cruella, starring Emma Stone, as the younger version, the fur-loving Disney fashionista villainess, alongside Emma Thompson, has officially dropped today. Coming out onto, into theaters and on Hulu on February 19th is the drama Nomadland, starring David Strathairn, Frances McDormand, Peter Spears, Chloe Zazo, Linda May, and Molly Asher. The third film for, for director Chloe Zhao, Zhao is inspired by Jessica Broder's 2017 nonfiction book of the same name. After the economic collapse of a company town in rural Nevada, 61-year-old Fern packs up her van and sets off on the road. She embarks on a trek through the vast landscape of the American West, 
exploring life outside of a typical society as a modern-day nomad. Coming into nationwide release is the drama The The Marturianin, starring Shailene Woodley, Tahar Rahim, Benedict Cumberbatch, Rory Haynes, Zachary Levi, and Jodie Foster. The film is based on a true story taken by the U.S. government. Mohammed Ojlahi has been stuck in prison for years without a trial or charge and has given up all hope. Afraid and alone, he finds allies at last in defense attorney Nancy Hollander and her associate Terry. And the trio faces numerous obstacles in a desperate help hunt for for justice. Their controversial advocacy, along with evidence discovered by military prosecutor Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Couch, will unveil a deep-rooted and shocking conspiracy. Coming to limited release this Friday is the thriller Silk Road, starring Jason Clark, Nick Robinson, Katie Asselton, Daniel David Stewart, Alexander Shipp, Paul Walter Hauser, and Lexi Robbie. It details the capture of Silk Road drug-selling website founder Ross Ulbrich by the FBI and DEA agent Rick Bowden, who went deep undercover to take him down. Out on Disney Plus Friday, February 19th, is the family superhero comedy Flora and Ulysses, based on Kate DiCamillo's children book of the same name, Starring Matilda Lauer, Ben Schwartz, Allison Hannigan, Janine Garofalo, Anna DeVere-Smith, and Danny Pudi. Lonely comic book-loving Flora Buckman adopts a squirrel she names Ulysses. But he's no ordinary squirrel, for he can talk and has superpowers. Now she must protect her new friend from Dr. Miller, who wants to use the squirrel from his own nefarious plans. Speaking of books from movies, all for one and one for all. Alexander Dumas's famous Three Musketeers is getting remade into not one, but two movies. Collider.com reported two days ago that Martin Borbolan will direct The Three Musketeers d'Artagnan and The Three Musketeers Milady, which will star Francois Civil as d'Artagnan and Eva Green as Milady. The rest of the cast includes Vincent Castell as Athos, Pio Marmojage as Porthos, Roman Duras as Armandus, Vicky Creeps, Phantom Thread as Queen Anne of Austria, Louis Garrel as King Louis VIII, Lynn Cowardy, the French Dispatch, as Constance Bonacio, and Oliver Jackson Cohen, the Invisible Man, as the Duke of Buckingham. This adaption will also introduce a new character, Hannibal, based on the true story of Louis Enaba, the first black musketeer in French history. Racine told Variety that the project will base all characters on existing hysterical features, just as Dumas did, and it will be also including new characters such as Hannibal to enrich the author's extraordinary canvas in an organic way. The last big-screen version of the tale was in 2011, starring Luke Evans, Matthew McFadden, and Ray Stevenson. With tomorrow being what would have been the aforementioned John Hughes' 71st birthday, 
It seems only right to look back at two of his famous films. His coming-of-age comedy, comedy, The Breakfast Club, starring Emilio Estevez, Molly Ringwald, Ali Sheedy, Judd Nelson, Anthony Malika Hall, and Paul Gleason, first served attention on February 15, 1985. The 55 and a half, $51.5 million grocer follows an athlete, a basket case, a geek, and a criminal and a princess who spend a Saturday morning in detention together and come to realize they're not exactly as different as they thought, all while facing a strict teacher. According to its Wikipedia page, critics considered it one of the greatest high school films of all time. The title comes from the nickname invented by students and staff from morning detention and New Trier High School the school attended by the son of one of John Hughes' friends. Thus, those who were sent to detention before school starting time were designated members of The Breakfast Club. A year and 13 days after The Breakfast Club was released, Ringwald reunited with Hughes for the Brat Pack teen romantic comedy Pretty in Pink, also starring Harry Dean Stanton, John Cryer, Jane Spader, Andrew McCarthy, and Annie Potts. The Howard Duke directed film focused on poor girl Andy, who must decide between dating her childhood friend Ducky or new wealthy but sensitive boy Blaine. The 40.4 million earner was named after a song by the Psychedelic Furs. Netflix update time. While we still have no idea when the streamer's hit series Stranger Things will return, Slashfilm.com did report Monday that this Duffer Brothers smash show will be going dark in the forthcoming season. The site said, in an interview with CBC, Finn Wolfhard, who plays Mike Wheeler on the show, said, every season it gets darker. I will say that with season three, I was like, this is the darkest season there will ever be. Like exploding rats and stuff. But really, season four so far, it's the darkest season that's ever been made. Every year gets amped up. Every year gets funnier, darker, and sadder and everything. So I'm really excited for people to see it. Hear ye, hear ye, Bridgerton fans. We have a new face joining the second season of romantic drama hit, Simone Ashley. Variety.com announced Monday. Netflix has confirmed to Variety that Ashley has been cast in the second season of the hit Shondaland series Bridgerton. She will stall opposite Jonathan Bailey's Anthony Bridgerton as his romantic interest, Kate Sharma. Kate is a smart, independent woman who is new to the ton and its many social events and expectations. For Anthony, winning over Kate won't be an easy task. Bridgerton's second season will focus on Anthony, the oldest of the Bridgerton clans and his begrudgingly pursuit of marriage. Not to mention the show's breakout... So, breakout in a heartthrob, Renee John Page, who plays the Duke of Hastings, has joined the Dungeon and Dragon movies opposite Chris Pine, and this Saturday he makes his Saturday Night Live hosting debut. Da, and let's see if I could get this right, folks. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. Dun dun. Wednesday Adams will be the center of Tim Burns' live action eight episode Adams Family spin off for Netflix. Deadline.com announced today that, titled Wednesday, the 
coming-of-age comedy written by Smallville creators Al Goh and Mike Miller and to be directed by Byrne is a sleuthing, supernaturally-infused mystery charting Wednesday Addams' years as a student in Nevermore Academy. That's where she attempts to master her emerging psychic ability, thwart a monstrous killing spree that has terrorized the local town, and solve the supernatural mystery that embroiled her parents 25 years ago, all while navigating her new and very tangled relationships. The YA series Wednesday Addams' first solo vehicle marks Byrne's first live-action show in his TV film, TV directing debut. IndieWire.com announced Monday that audience are still discussing the merits of the recent documentary Framing Britney Spears, but similar to the competing Fry Festival documentaries, Netflix is coming out with their own look at Spears' life and conservatorship. In a report originally released by Bloomberg, the streaming service is said to be working on their own Spears documentary, set to be directed by Aaron Lee Carr. According to the original article, Carr was already working on the documentary before Hulu's New York Times-based production and is currently uncompleted. The project is interesting as there seems to be a lot of speculation around it. Yesterday, TMZ reported Spears herself was working on documentary, though considering the legalities of her conservatorship, this seems dubious from the start. And for our last little bit, on DVD this week is the psychological thriller Fear of Rain, starring Katherine Heigl, Harry Connor Jr., Madison Eisman, Israel Bossard, and Eugenie Bondurant. Rain is a girl with schizophrenia who struggles with horrendous hallucination. She begins to suspect her neighbor has kidnapped a child, and the only person that really does believe her is Caleb, a boy she's not so sure even exists. That's all for this week, folks. See you around next time. So until then, remember to be safe, wear your mask, wash your hands, and watch lots and lots of movies and DVDs. See you soon. Bye.